1: Uh, talking Niners, talking Warriors. No woman, no cry. Now back to Steiny and Guru on ninety-five-seven. The game. Where is Steiny? Wow. Where is Steiny? Larry Kruger sitting in for Steiny on this Thursday. All guests are brought to you on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and on that guest line, exactly an hour from now, the great Cam Inman will join us. Cam's a good guy, and uh, man, that Niner presser yesterday was—I
2: love the emotion. It was amazingly juicy, and and it should be. Kyle's upset, pissed off. He doesn't Probably want to be, mad be questioned. At himself.
1: He doesn't want to be questioned. Well, you, should we play? Yeah, let me play this well, cut. This is interesting. Here's Shanahan yesterday. And tell me if you think he sounds like a defensive player the Warriors could use. No, I'm just joking. Tell that's, me if you that's think. a 4 like yeah. Here's Here's uh, Shanahan yesterday. I thought he sounded really defensive and really agitated in this answer.
3: When you ask that question, that way I understand. But I think if you looked at the injuries, common sense would answer that question. I mean, how have they gotten hurt? I mean, I'm sorry Josh got a concussion when he hit the ground. Mm. So that's the fourth one you're talking about. I'm sorry our quarterback got his elbow bent backwards on a normal drop back pass. Mm. I'm sorry. On a drop back pass, someone rolled up on Jimmy's ankle, mm. and then we have a dual threat quarterback who got hurt running the ball. So to throw all those four in that category, no, no quarterbacks got hurt when we had to hand it off the whole second half. So we can look into that.
1: All right, the that was like a middle finger. <laughs> 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 and, he, and you should see the look on his face it was like <sighs> if looks could yeah, kill, man. Matt Uh That he was asked if. You know, he has any hesitation about his play calling. And does he? The question was kind of like, hey, is there any common denominator of the fact that you have four quarterbacks that all got hurt? Lynch said, literally, it's a coincidence. Shanahan went and kind of detailed each one. I'll, I'll say this I'll push back a little bit on what he just said. One, Kyle, you are the reason that the dual threat quarterback got hurt. You ran your quarterback between Preach. the tackles and you run any quarterback between the tackles, he's going to get hurt. And guess what? This isn't really about the quarterbacks. It's about running with the football. Look at the Niner injuries, and look how many running backs they've used over the last few years. Keep going, Mostert, Breida. Exactly. They all get hurt. Mitchell. I mean, even this year, Mitchell's been hurt. McCaffrey was hurt. Everybody gets hurt who runs with the ball between the tackles because it's a rough game played by rough guys. Now, I blame Shanahan for the... For the Lance injury, I really do, and I've I've said it directly to him. Um, but I I've never heard him. you
2: say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That uh, was the one drop we got, Larry, where I said, uh, oh, Scotty tried to bait me." I didn't say, it. I didn't say in. it in
1: this presser. Oh, okay. But I've said it to him when when he ran uh, Trey between the tackles. What are um, you doing? I, you know, I, I know when he ran Trey sixteen times against Arizona. I'll never forget his first it. year. He got hurt. Like it was not. It was either like nine scrambles and seven QB runs, or seven scrambles and nine QB runs. But I went through the film and I looked at it, and what I found was that on the quarterback scrambles, whereas the quarterback's dropping back to pass sees nothing and decides to run on his own. Let's say there was nine of them. He averaged. Uh, like 13 yards per scramble, and he only took a hit on, like, 30% of those runs. But on the design quarterback runs, he averaged 3.2 yards per carry, and he took a hit every single time. But why is that,
2: Larry? Because Where were
1: they running him? Running him Between the tackles. That's, and between now look at almost almost, yeah. almost exclusively between the tackles. So I, I blame Shanahan for the Lance injury, but I don't blame him for Josh Johnson. I don't blame him for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I sure as hell don't blame him for the Brock Purdy one.
2: Now, can I just stop there? And I
1: know I know that you're on record as blaming Croft. Yeah. So De- and no, hey. yesterday
2: the great Damon Bruce as I was exiting, we always chop it up. I said, Damon, why would you have because he agreed with you, you know, Cross an okay blocker? Why would you not think to yourself when you're devising that game plan, I'm already on my fourth string. This dude's a phenom. So we think, what could go wrong? I would never ever Leave it in the hands of a backup tight end to block a dude, Reddick who has 16 sacks. I don't care if that play went for eight yards. What would have told me not to run that play is what if Reddick just threw him to the side like a rag doll and wrecked a possible Tommy John injury with the elbow? If that's feasible or on the table, I would have threw that out. So to me... That is on Shanahan. There's another million plays you could have called. There's another million blocking schemes you could have used to put it in your backup tight ends hands as if he was Trent Williams. And what was the result, Larry? He may have Tommy John surgery. He's having a surgery. So that, to me, can be put at the doorstep of the head coach, the play caller. I am.
1: Be honest here. Aren't you reacting to the injury? No doubt! Did you say at any point last the week leading into that game, man, if Shanahan leaves Croft one-on-one with Redick... Uh, there's going to be hell to pay. Did of, you say that? No. No. But that's Did anybody job? say that? That's no. his job. He no, but, answers to no one. But he's also a blocking tight end. Okay. And he's not a rookie. Somebody well, said he's a rookie. Have, he's not did, a rookie.
2: Okay, Larry. He's a so, blocking tight end. So is that okay? Do you think Shani is not – that? why he had bags under I, his eyes yesterday? I, I, he's probably losing sleep and feeling sick okay. to
1: himself that he drew that <laughs> up. Okay, I look at it this way. I blame Shanahan completely. For not calling the challenge, okay. flat. calling uh, the timeout, uh, uh, gotcha. throwing the challenge, okay. he's got to own that. He's got to wear that. Gotcha. There were multiple indications that there was something wrong with that play. He—that's he, on him. This one is not on him. This one is either—it's—it's a, it's a third. It's—it's it's not a hundred percent on him. It's a third. If you want to blame him. It's a third on Croft, but even Croft, Croft didn't blow that block. That block is—you blow that block if you let him release that player Everybody to the inside. Everybody got blew up on
2: that side, and, and also right he's, on the, to-
1: he's on the back side, and and he's and he and you're supposed to hold that block and then release that player if you have to to the outside. He did exactly that. He he did a textbook block. Now he didn't hold it as long as he as in an ideal world he should have, but he held up for a little bit. You got to blame Purdy. You got to blame Purby. Purdy. Purdy. Like, what are we blaming like for, Pur- Larry? Because he threw it in three point seven seconds, and the average in the NFL is two point four. You got to get that thing out. And against mm. Philadelphia and a guy like Reddick, and you know that you got Croft. You know where your weakness is in protection. You got to step up in the pocket, mm. or you got to get rid of that football. It's as much on Brock as it is on on Croft as it is on Kyle. And to just drop drop it all on Kyle, I think is 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 just. People I've never reacting. heard Purdy was at fault. Like, to, I'm not, wow. He, he had the ability to step up in the pocket and didn't. And he also had the ability to get rid of the ball sooner. Now, I don't know, because I didn't see the angle, what he was looking at. Was Iuke? I didn't, And I haven't seen the All-22 yet. But I think Ayuk was freed up. And I think if he had gotten rid of it, he could. But I think he was waiting for him to really free himself up and, you know, separate from the DB. And that extra second of holding it um, cost him. But, I mean, you're going up against a team that has 70 sacks. Okay. You're go- talking about one of the greatest sack master teams in the history of the NFL. Dolman and Millard and Henry Thomas with the Vikings, okay. the Bears in the mid-80s. That's how great this this pass rush is for Philly. you got to know that. And to me, it's not just on Shanahan, it's on Shanahan and Croft and Purdy. That's my only point. No, it's
2: interesting. The Xfinity Mobile text line saying Ayuk was wide open on that play, but it's interesting. He was? I didn't. Yeah, that's what they're saying because I haven't seen all 22. But it's interesting you say that, Larry, because in that Raider game, which I think was the worst played game team wise of the Purdy games that he's played, not just him. Remember that uh, pass, they were getting ready to go to overtime or kick the field goal, and you thought Purdy's elbow got hit. But he had rolled out. But, you know, his elbow didn't take that impact that the one Reddit got him squared. Snap- yeah, no back. doubt. And it's just like, man, I had thoughts of that. Like, But you say he could have got rid of the ball? Text line saying it's he was open. It's partly on I-Uk was That's open. all I'm saying.
1: It's, it's partly on Croft, partly on Shanahan. But play action is, is what you do. It's what you do. And to ask a blocking tight end to block on the backside against Redick, is it, is it ideal? No. But it's not, it's not like, oh, my God, Shanahan. It's gross negligence. He needs to be fired. Here's the question I would have. Do people say, well, Shanahan's getting all these quarterbacks killed. Shanahan, Shanahan, Shanahan. The 49ers gave up 42 quarterback hits all season long. That was the 10th fewest in the NFL. They gave up 31 sacks on the on the year. That was sixth fewest in the NFL. So it's not Shannon's not is not the reason, and his scheme is not the reason that he's on his fourth quarterback. It's just not. And and people want to sit there and say like it makes it sound like it's the 49ers and everybody else's quarterbacks play every single game. I looked this up. I went team by team. Guess how many teams started three quarterbacks this season because of assorted injuries? How many? The Niners, the Bears, the Colts, the Commanders, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Panthers, the Rams, the Ravens, the Titans, the Texans. I'm not even done. We are talking about 10 right there. At least a dozen teams in the NFL had used three quarterbacks okay. this year. I, hey, That's just the name yeah, of the game. It's a, it's a rough sport. Tons of I speed on D.
2: It's a rough sport. And I always and these tell guys this are going down. I'm not mad at that, and I get it. But if you want to go, if we want to do that game, we can just rewind it from the tenure of Kyle Shanahan and talk about the running backs and quarterbacks and Jimmy. Again, I'm not blaming Kyle, but there is a trend. Forget those other teams. Why does this consistently happen to your team? I think there's I bel- a reason. You got a reason. Give it to me, because okay, here's the reason. Something. I'm not blaming them, because I know it's genius. I think, but Larry, you got to tell me it's happening more frequently with the 49ers than any other team.
1: Well, I just gave you a list of teams that use three quarterbacks, and it's a long list, all right? And I just told you where the Niners rank in quarterback hits and quarterback sacks. But I think there's two reasons. I think the 49ers running backs, Shanahan loves the outside zone. He loves speed at running back. His daddy likes speed at running back. He likes speed at running back. They go for these guys who have a lot of speed who can get to the edges. Oftentimes, if you're going for a Raheem Mostert, you're talking about a guy who runs upright and has unbelievable speed. He can run 23 miles an hour, but he's not a between-the-tackles runner. And so if you prioritize speed in your running backs because you want to have guys who can get to the edge and then and then cut it back, um, and you want guys that can get to the edge at will like a Mostert, you're going to trade some durability for big play potential. Just simple as that. Not every player has every trait. The guy who's the great three point shooter is often not the best rebounder. I mean, everybody's got different skills. They've prioritized speed at running back, and so they've got f- smaller, faster, shiftier runners. Who that if you starch them and hit them hard, they're going to get hurt. So that's the running back explanation. So l- real I quick, Larry,
2: does it that adds up to not a good fit? Because you're having guys, yeah, you're getting the speed, you're benefiting from the speed, but you're using them in places that exposes them to big, impactful hits. And maybe that's why we saw Mostert hurt. That's why we saw Brita hurt. That's why we see Mitchell hurt. And for him not to even be on the field Sunday, I I was just like, and I'm not blaming it, that's just, good Lord, you talk about buzzard luck. This is double buzzard luck. But what you just elegantly described to me is, there's some there's a component of mismatch, like you're using these guys with the speed, but it's like when you talk about quarterbacks outside of Allen and Buffalo who I think is punch drunk now, and I believe all the impacts that he takes trying to be OJ Simpson in his prime on these third and five and ten simple throws, the ball selling high because this dude is getting hit too much, he used Trey Lance. Not like fine China. Like, why would you run him between the tackles? And when you did, Larry, lo and behold, he's out for the year. Like, that to me can be placed on the doorstep of Kyle line. we get what you're trying to do. But man, maybe you need to dial it down because you don't have these whales, these, these 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 bears that you think you have to be able to take the impact.
1: You need mobility and off schedule ability for your quarterback so he can make plays out of structure, late in the down, so on and so forth, buy time in the pocket. But this idea that you need a running quarterback. Ask ask the Ravens how they felt about uh, a running quarterback at the end of the year. Lamar didn't wasn't even on the field, as you just said about Josh uh, Allen yeah. with bu- Buffalo. He's taking a lot of hits. Oh my gosh. Jalen Hurts, uh, Travis Gibson bounced on that shoulder. He probably came inches away from being out for the year with a with a separated shoulder. My point is that. Running the quarterbacks, I, I, you know, between the tackles, I don't think is a long term thing in the NFL. I don't think it's sustainable. But then, quarterback wise, so I pointed out why I think the Niner running backs get hurt. But quarterback wise, if there's anything that I can point to, and it's the only thing I can point to, and I always look at things personnel wise, oh. the 49ers have swung and missed on the defensive line. That, and wow. when it comes right down to it, and they're going to do it again this year, okay. they, it's going to get down to draft day, and it's going to be like, you know what? Man, we need somebody to replace Javon Kinlaw. He got wiped out in the playoffs. But, man, we need an offensive tackle. Mike McGlinchey just left in free agency. All right, it's draft day. Who are we going to take? Offensive tackle, defensive tackle. And they are going defensive tackle. They they drafted Solly Thomas. He was a bust. So they had to do it again. They had to come back with Kinlaw. Now he's a bust. What about Drake Jackson? And they passed on Tristan Worth. Okay, but what about
2: the Drake Jacksons of the world to where you think they're about to break out?
1: And, and Drake Jackson, I think, you know, Shanahan referenced yesterday that he felt like he wore down physically. And I think Drake needs to get stronger in the offseason, no doubt. Um, but I think more than anything is that the 49ers needed an extra tackle late in the year because Javon Kinlaw was getting oh, nothing done. They were
2: throwing him around he like got nothing was, done. I, I
1: was boy, that's
2: a what big dude. What does he dude. do?
1: You know that you, he's you like seeing, Iggy. He stay. He stays hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, seen Office Space where the guys like, what would you say you do here? You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, that's, that's what, what does Javon Kinlaw do? Yeah. He makes. He's made one tackle a game. All year long, in the games that he's healthy for, and zero sacks. But zero. I got to be
2: honest, Larry. You and I did a show, and I was sitting over there. We we switched it up
1: today, and I'm loving it. You were excited about Kinlaw. I was. I I went. I did an interview with Kinlaw before the playoffs, and I said, Javon, if you have the best month of your of your life, oh. this team can win the Super Bowl. And he's like, Man, we're going to win the Super Bowl anyway. And I said, Well, that you know, I love the confidence, but. Oh, they, really that video Baldy put out. They were throwing him around. Oh, I mean, Whoa. now granted, Kelsey's uh, okay. can't. Yeah, you know, right. he's big time. But I mean, you know, what did Baldy say? This guy's getting kicked out of the club. Yeah, right. Like, and then Armstead questioned Baldy, and then Baldy was backtracking left and right. On I that. didn't see
2: that. Oh, yeah. I Armstead was. It. A well, Armstead they call that said, a
1: tweet beat. <laughs> yeah, Armstead said, "Hey, man, it wasn't him on that play. It was me. I should have been in that hole." But if you look at. Both Armstead and Kinlaw were getting combo blocked consistently up front, and Armstead was standing up that that double team, splitting it and giving no ground. And Kinlaw was getting bounced around like okay. a like a like a pin yeah, in a bowling I saw alley. It. Wow! I mean, he was flying all over the place.
2: Larry, I got to bring something to you because I thought about when I found out we were getting down together. I had to bring this to you, and I know how you. I, I tend to think I know how you put I'm very your thoughts to Kinlaw right now. Okay, but I'm about to bring somebody else on that D line up. And I have repeatedly talked about Michael. Compared this player to Michael Strahan, Reggie White, Demarcus Ware, all the greats, and that is Bosa. And Bosa is going to be DPOY. But we always see sometimes in sports a hitter in the regular season, in the postseason, it doesn't equate. Uh, we see basketball. You average thirty in the regular season, then you get to the you know the playoffs, and for whatever reason, it's eighteen. It's like, man, what's up with that dip? You know what happened? All I'm asking Larry Kruger on this Thursday is because it's bothering me. I haven't watched all 22, but I've watched the game two and a half times, fell asleep last night to it, asked Bonte because I sent him a picture. We talked. I was watching. I was in the lab. How do you describe his performance or him being what I deem too quiet for a game wrecker or, Larry, is there a scenario to where in the biggest of games – Bosa can be blocked.
1: I think it's about the other guys. Wow. I think okay. it's about the other guys.
2: Because right. uh, Strahan did have help. He had uh, all the guys. Oh, the, yeah. Tucker. Justin Tuck. You, uh, who did uh, – what was the other one? On their D uh, D-line. You, uh, uh, even uh, though I'm messing with uh, that. They had O.C. Yeah, O.C. Yuminura. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll right, yeah. stay away from uh. that one.
1: Yeah, but uh, no, he had help. They were stocked. They yeah, were loaded up front. Yeah, And so was um, Philly. And so were the Niners. Size. When they're healthy. <laughs> now go ahead. Now can you break this pitch? down? Did I hear yeah, pitch there? Yeah.
2: <laughs> break this down. So are the Niners when they're healthy?
1: Yeah, like I'm all ear. Ebukam, Kinlaw, Armstead, Bosa, <sighs> Amenihu, Givens, T.Y. McGill, Jordan Willis, Kerry Hyder, Drake Jackson. The Niners have a tremendously deep line. I think when I'm looking at this thing, I'm looking at the fact that Ebukam was super dinged up. Amenyhue had the off-field problems at the end of the year. Um Heider is really just a combo guy who can play inside or outside. And Drake Jackson was inactive because I think because of kin law, but Shanahan said because he lost he lost power and strength. I just think that at the beginning of the year, when you had Ebukam fresh and Amentaheu and these guys were fresh, man, it was really really challenging to really throw a lot of attention yeah. at Bosa. But with Amentaheu and Amentaheu and, and Ebukam and these guys not playing quite at the same level as the season wore on, it just allowed teams to just absolutely focus and slide their protection towards Bosa, and also you know what, one of the things that 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 makes Redick because I thought he
2: was going to, Dak was terrible, and he was under duress, but I was waiting, it wasn't that Bosa under duress so even against the Dallas line, you feel like it was because
1: of the others is why he was relatively quiet? Yeah, I do, and I think uh, also you know what it really comes down to sometimes is are the guys inside you know mm-hmm. are they are they absorbing all these blockers and if you look at Philly with their huge front man it allowed guys like Reddick to just be a basically you know edge they, guys like Reddick don't even Hassan Reddick never played the run in the play action game it didn't work Philly was best against against play action because the Reddicks of the world don't read run they're just like you know what we're shooting up the field. I'll let the big boys inside handle wow. the run. Well, the Niners Bosa. If you notice Bosa, Bosa was probably their best defensive lineman outside of Armstead against the run. <laughs> well, if you if, if you gotta, if you got to if you got to be a run stuffer inside and your line is not absorbing these blockers in the interior and they can slide everything to your side, it makes it where they can neutralize you. If you have one awesome rusher and you don't have a bookend partner, you can neutralize hmm. one guy. Philly had two guys. The Niners had one. I mean, Dallas had three guys. Yeah, really. well, I was. I mean, Dallas yeah. had multiple rushers. Um, that you know, Bosa did not have enough help, in my in my opinion. And also, I think Bosa may have worn down. I think he may just have worn down. But he played the run as well as any defensive end I think I've seen in years, uh, the whole second half of the year. He was constantly making plays against the run in short yardage, um, sideline runs, runs between the tackles. I mean, Bosa made, makes plays against the run. That's
2: interesting because Sean John on YouTube is saying, damn, Guru, that's very disrespectful. You're insinuating that uh, Bosa's
4: a. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, right.
1: two more weeks, two more.
2: You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo,
0: the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Playoff no show. No. Oh, it's the exact opposite. I think so highly of him. I was waiting for the Reggie White, and you're you've expecting broken it down. dominance. And against the run, especially against Dallas, he was there. I get that. And you do fatigue, you do get tired. But the one takeaway, if we just forget the quarterbacks and the bad uh hand the Niners were dealt, Philly's going nowhere. And my takeaway, Larry, because you mean I was Super Bowl Sunday? You, you, well, no, they're going to lose to Kansas City. Oh, I, do, I agree.
1: Uh, I agree. I no, think, I but like everybody City else too. is running
2: around here to deal. Oh, I think Kansas the wrong they, team's favorite. Okay. Wow. Okay. Great why, is the, why is Kansas City
1: losing? Why is Kansas City losing to the Philly?
2: And they and Mahomes is not going one and two. This is about Mahomes, his toughness, and Andy Reid and what they did against that Niners defense with the quick screens to McKinnon. I've seen Dak put up forty eight points against that Philly defense. Okay, so that wasn't the Niners' day Sunday. My thing and my takeaway from this game, and you can't deny it. Larry, as bad as that game started, there when they tidied it up, the Niners, with Josh, I was like, oh, my God, things have kind of subsided. The Niners, I felt like their defense got their feet up. Hurts didn't have the greatest game. The takeaway for the third time, the Niners need to get more nasty, not just on the O-line. Trent Williams didn't have his best day. No. The D-line. Didn't have his you best got to year, get some really. more nasty on both sides of the ball. And I didn't think that about the Niners up until the Dallas game a little – but the Philly game was, no matter what went down and Purdy was upright, you got to get nasty. You got to get more nasty.
1: The only thing I'll say about this Philly game, after Purdy went out... It's a wrap. Just okay. turn off the TV. Right. Turn <laughs> it off. I don't like off. that, because, but you're right. Because Philly would have played better, <laughs> right? I mean, this whole, uh, well, you know what? Uh, you know, the Niners had... No, they had no shot. Once Purdy was done, they were done. Everybody knows that. I don't think anybody thought they had a real shot. I I at least didn't think they had a real shot, even though we still had three more hours to watch. I I just think that forget that entire game because Sirianni and Steichen, they would have had their offense dialed up more plays down the field. They would have taken more shots against Lenore, more shots against Charverius, right? They they called off the dogs once uh, Purdy got knocked out of the game. All right, I want to get into the quarterback question, though. Who is the Niners' starter at quarterback? Who is best to round out that quarterback room? And here's the other question I want to get into next segment. Does Trey Lance's timeline make sense or jive with the Niner timeline. I want your thoughts on that. we got a lot more to talk about Niner-wise. Cam Inman's going to join us at 2. And then I want to get into Shanahan and Kerr and talk a little bit about the combo, who uh, fans are turning on more at the end. But uh, up next, we'll talk a little bit more on the Niners. Does Trey Lance fit the Niner timeline? And if you want to jump in, 888-957-9570 on 95.7 The Game. It's a trap!
0: you guys could see Jimmy being back, and if so, what, what would that
3: look like? No, I don't see any scenario of
2: that. I got caught up in Garoppolo
1: mania.
3: Now, back to Stiney and Guru on
1: 95.7 The Game. Stiney and Guru on a Thursday. Larry Kruger in for Stiney. Tune into the Warriors live on 95.7 The Game, presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from... Xfinity. Cam Inman's going to join us, top of the hour. Talk talk more Niners with the great Cam Inman. I just dropped my sheet there. There we go. Um, We got uh, on the text line, uh, and by the way, if you want to chump in on the text line, 888-957-9570. 408 says, Guru, let me get a shout-out from the 408. What's up, 408? (laughs) There you you go. Getting a little (laughs) shout-out. Shanahan, you know, you heard that coming back. That was you know, I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, you know, he was asked about Garoppolo and they don't know what who their quarterback is and they don't know what direction, you know, who's going to be healthy and who's not and how Purdy's coming back or how Lance is coming back. But, man, when it came to, to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, is he going to be here? No. I And there was no hesitation. How did there you was take no that? I, I took I, that? I felt as, like that was a little disrespectful. Uh, disrespectful to Jimmy? Yeah. I think that was... After an, he saved your ass. I think it was more of an acknowledgement that Jimmy wants out. That that's the deal. Mm. That Jimmy only came here. So, you know, he only sta- took the deal to come back here because they guaranteed him that he's out. So I think that it's, you know... And, and I saw Mike Silver, who I know has talked to Jimmy many times throughout the year. And when he was being asked about Jimmy's future and whether Jimmy would come back, he was like, he ain't coming back. And... You know, almost to the point like Mike knows something. So
2: I, I you think, think G- there's any bad blood by any chance? There
1: may be. There may be. I because mean, why, I would have said, Stani and I
2: always role play. If I were Kyle and I was asked and you asked me about Jimmy, I'd have been, oh man, Jimmy was great. We appreciate everything he's done, Larry. And, uh, you know, I don't see a scenario to where he's on the team with the young quarterbacks we got, but uh, I don't see a scenario. And again, he's two days removed from losing a game that would have got him to the Super Bowl and that elusive ring that he's chasing. I just felt like there was
1: some some venom in that. Well Shanahan yesterday was salty, man. Yeah. And was. at one point Lynch said, "Hey guys, Kyle just coached the entire season and you know, you could almost see he was like saying, "Hey guys, this is not the right." Were you, you know. in the crowd? I not yesterday. Okay. Not yesterday. I just watched it on the on the uh, or listened and and then watched it on on the online. Um okay, here's what Shanahan said yesterday about Trey Lance and, you know, how close his or what's his status? for the offseason OTA start uh, in April. Here's Shanahan on that.
3: It sounds like it'll be pretty close around phase one, phase two. You know, OTAs is the third phase, which I think's I think that's five weeks after phase one. So uh, we'll see in phase one. They, they know they're saying right around that time. So hopefully we'll be able to ease them in with drill work and things like that. And then by OTAs, we'll be able to go.
1: Okay, here's another one I think is kind of interesting. Shanahan talking about the quarterback situation this season and how he views
3: it. I don't think there's much to handle. One guy can't go, and the other guy should be ready for OTAs. So um, OTAs haven't been that consistent over the last three, four years since COVID. Um, they keep being a little bit more different each year, so it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but it uh, sounds like we'll at least have one guy for it.
1: Okay. Do they want a rookie? Do they want a veteran? Wow. You know, he, he addressed that as well.
3: I know we have two starters on our team right now that I believe we can win with. So when you have that situation, you're not that eager to go looking around.
1: So who is the starter at quarterback for the 49ers in 2023? Who's the starter? And he I have one more cut here where I think he gives us an indication. Tell me what you think if he's if you feel like he's giving us an indication after you hear this.
3: But it was just a little bit of a different feeling because I just our guys from Sunday night in the locker room versus Dallas um to Monday when I talked to them to Wednesday's practice to Friday to set like Everyone was so ready for that moment. Again, not to take anything away from Philly. I just, I didn't feel like they got the chance to totally compete. And that was kind of just hard to stomach and it was cool to keep watching them fight. I don't think it hit them to the end um, really what was going on because those guys were just going like they had all year um, but I think that was kind of the hardest thing and it's been the hardest thing but hey it's life uh, that's what we sign up for in this sport and uh, yeah, you got to grieve that a little bit because of all the stuff you put into it but I mean the thing that helps me the most is you always I know how we're going to be next year I know how I'm going to be personally like I am every year not at this moment but when it comes you're fired up and confident and ready to go and I know I'll be like that and I know our team will be like that because you make sure you get that way anyways in this profession. But when you do look at a roster, you look at the people coming back. It's going to be real tough losing D'Amico, to but I have a lot of confidence of everyone else in our building from coaches to upstairs with John. And I know what we're going to have coming back. So we got to take our time a little, grieve this a little bit, and but man, I'm pumped for next year.
1: All right, that wasn't the cut I thought it was. Yeah. I thought he was going to say that the, the, the cut where he said this year's chance at the Super Bowl felt like the best chance that, that he had. Wow, which to me is an indication from Kyle that he's saying that Brock is his number one guy, that that Brock processes like like better than the other quarterbacks. Um, why would he say? in a year where he's leaning on his third-string quarterback to win playoff games that this was the year where he felt he had the best chance to win the Super Bowl. I think it's cuz he feels like he finally had a quarterback who processed. It could I could be wrong. Yeah. That statement could be about their defense, but I kind of read it as hey, you know, this was the best shot we had at the Super Bowl because we had a quarterback who could process things offensively what he sees at the line of scrimmage. So to me that seems like an indication to me when I heard that yesterday that he's really in on Purdy, and that Purdy is going to enter, you know, enter as the starting starting quarterback. He was asked that question: "Who is your starter?" And he went to that, you know, he didn't say, you know, we could all be dead or anything, yeah. but he, he went to that, oh, you know, yeah, like, I, that, you know, I can't one, read yeah. the future and all that. I think you know he basically dodged. He dodged the question because he didn't want to say. He's I, hurting, Larry. I think it's Purdy. Okay. I think Purdy's his number one guy. Well,
2: you're telling me then you know how the surgery's going to go. And again, just like I did in crosstalk in the changeover, too. Larry, if you're telling me this kid's going to be ready, Brock Purdy, by uh, OTAs, okay, there's going to be a competition. But uh, again, life is so fickle. Purdy was on such a a run he captivated the, the, the football world with what he was doing and the labels that were put on him and others that were drafted where he was at. And all he did was go undefeated and lead his team into the playoffs. They beat Seattle. They beat Dallas. He's four quarters away, a dollar bill, four quarters away of going to the Super Bowl in this magical story. And I'm telling you, like Eddie uh, Murray and Ghostbusters, Bill Murray and Ghostbusters, he had the gun to keep Trey Lance on the sideline. Listen to me. It was going to me be his show. Even if they lost, he was the starter. He had that in his hands. And now with this injury, the possible delay, Trey Lance has been, to me, given another opportunity to show us what you have. But now this time, Larry Kruger, he's going to have the ability and pleasure of utilizing McCaffrey, uh, a more seasoned Dayuk, right. Debo, and and Kittle. And my thing is now I've been saying this is a quarterback's dream. So we have to see Trey Lance with everything at his disposal. But the one thing you can't hide is if he doesn't have the goods, we will all be able to say he is not ready like James Wiseman Nor does he have the goods. You cannot. Kyle will not be able to hide that, especially since Brock Purdy has shown us what the bar is, 31 a game, this and that. Whatever you think, that offense looked different. And I cannot wait if it's – because Kyle just told us in the presser, right now we only got one QB. Like, this ain't a competition until they go into that elbow. And I just – I was telling Willard and Dibbs and you, like – Quit saying you know how long it's going to be, Larry. I just feel like this thing, if he needs Tommy John, has given Trey Lance another life. But what scares me is why, Kyle, were you running him between the tackles and trying to manipulate and hide your quarterback because I think accuracy is is an area of improvement for Trey. But now Trey has the ghost, and it's like golf. You know what you got to compete like he set a standard. Purdy did with this offense. Can you meet that? And if he's not getting those, you know, twenty-five to thirty throws a game, and they're trying to use him like Vince Young, we're gonna be like, we're not dumb. The public's gonna be like, oh, this
1: kid ain't ready. Well, I mean, and that even Shanahan when he talks about his quarterbacks, when he gets to Trey, he calls him a dual that, threat quarterback. Oh. He's a dual threat, and that I think is in part of the problem. But let me ask you this. If everybody's healthy, Brock's healthy, Trey's healthy, who's your number one, who's your number two, and what kind of quarterback do you want for number three? Because I'm going to give you six names now, of the okay. guys that I think are their most likely okay. six names.
2: Before you do, I keep feel, I feel like when you say that third name, you're shopping at Nordstrom's, and we need to be a thrifties, old-school Thrift. Dollar store? Yeah, because you're not going to get much, Larry. TJ Maxx? Yeah, you ain't getting much. <laughs> Those guys that you're like Dalton, I said, but they may play. So maybe you should invest a few more dollars mm. in that third quarterback spot. But that would be a large sale, a, a big sale. Wouldn't it have been nice to have Andy well, Dalton sitting there signing, instead of uh, Andy, instead of Josh Johnson? I, then I'm signing predicated on okay, I think this kid Trey Lance is going to stink. That'll give me one step closer. I think uh, Purdy won't be healthy. Like, what what incentive do they have with two young guys in front of them?
1: You as would far be as the rooting? veteran. Yes. Yeah. No. You're right. You'd almost need you need the right kind of player. You need, either need a veteran that's made money or has kind of dropped to this level, like an Andy Dalton, Taylor Heineke, um, or you need somebody you're familiar with, Nate Sudfeld. Easton Stick was who Dibs mentioned yeah. was uh, you know the quarterback at North Dakota State with Trey, so he knows Trey. I'll give you two more. How about Jared Stidham? How
2: about Gardner Minshew? I don't think the Raiders would let Stidham go anywhere And Minshew. I, I would take a fl- – Sounds like the Raiders
1: may want A-Rod. It, man. So if that, the Raiders if got happened? Aaron Rodgers, I think Stidham would probably walk. I mean, I'm just saying, Do you, I would like in an ideal world that third Niner quarterback to be able to play because odds are he may have to. Oh, man. Instead of just a guy. I don't man. want a guy. But what do you think of Dal- – these are the names. Dalton, Andy Dalton, Taylor uh, Heineke, Nate Sudfeld, Easton Stick, Jared Stidham, Gardner Minshew. One of those six guys, I think, is likely to be their third quarterback. I'm not mad at that. Do you like? Does any of those names, or any of those names, intriguing to you? Yes. At all? Yeah.
2: Andy Dalton's intriguing. Stidham's intriguing. Um,
1: Andy Dalton's 35, so he could probably yeah. help you watch a little film.
2: But Stidham's it's, younger. It's funny that we're having this conversation because you and I have to, we've done radio many times together, and not once did we talk about. The subject matter, which was the third string quarterback.
1: When I brought a this Purdy is li- this to, to why I brought a is why life is this summer. Man. You guys were like, "I don't even want to talk about it." But he was you a third were third string quarterback. Yeah, well, uh, hey, Mr. You know, seriously, everybody was you like, did hey, have man, that one. if they, <laughs> they got to really if they, I mean, I seriously, I don't know well, if it was you on Trey Lance or Will, Larry, uh, somebody you said Trey me, Lance
2: too. You were you sold like me Trey tough Lance. on Trey
1: Lance. I like Trey. You
2: were over here. I'll never forget. You had your jeans out and your Kruger black shirt, and you said, "Guru, this Trey." And I said, "Larry, how do you know?" So I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing that back at you as
1: shade, but. You were ready to go with this I kid. still like Trey Lance, but I just don't think his timeline is going now to Now, break jive. that down.
2: What do you mean? Like, timeline is, to me, we need a quarterback. Get in there. We got a window. Because Brock Purdy, you could have made that same assessment of the timeline. He's too raw and young. And had he not got hurt, who knows? But he wasn't raw.
1: He was experienced. Uh. Trey literally is raw. I mean, he's raw. He didn't play. He only played now, one year of college football. I like to see the workout. And he that, played that, it in that, the FCS. It's swayed Kyle. And now he's sat and sat and, and sat. And he's hurt. And he's hurt. Yeah. Now he's healthy. Uh, or now he's getting healthy. He sounds like he will be healthy. I think Trey. I'm really eager to see what he looks like because I think he probably learned a ton of nuances watching Purdy operate the offense as a rookie. How does Trey look now after another okay. year in the offense, after learning more of of uh, you know the personnel and, and Kyle's system? I expect Trey to be better, but watching him and looking at his kind of one-speeded throws where everything's man. a bullet, oh, man. he doesn't he doesn't throw a touch or timing or tempo or, you know, or, or even accuracy. He's got a big arm. He's got, you know, he's got good athleticism. He's a big kid who can take hits, even though he got hurt. Um, he's a big physical body. So there's a lot of, tra- and he's re- and football is really important to him. There's a lot of great traits there, but what if Trey is raw and needs more time? Are the 49er fans, are the 49er players, are the 49er coaches, are the media, are people, people lose their mind here if the team loses a game? Yeah. And they're going to somehow be fine with him going eight and nine next year? Yeah, no. And they're going to, people are going to lose their S if he goes eight and nine next year. I'm about to give you a compliment,
2: and you're correct. I, I agree with you. Shasky, Bonte, you, and I got a friend, Frankie Carrillo. I've dubbed him uh, 49er Frankie. <laughs> okay. They're the same age as you got. They are diehards. And Stiney gets mad when I say this, but they used to always say, when we go, speaking for the Niner Empire, we win, Larry. And that was you in the Super Bowls through the Joe and the Steve Youngs. And where I'm going is, Stiney is always – he goes resume. And – we talked about how when you look now, Shanahan and his success of going to the playoffs, you know, a lot of other organizations would look at that and, you know, hey, the train's headed in the right direction. But it's been since 1994, Larry, that the 49ers have won a Super Bowl. And one thing I've learned in this this, this Purdy's injury has told us things can change in a millisecond. It's a If you could put your – You know what I'm. uh, What you do, your expertise to the side, and let me just tap into the Larry Kruger fandom and your love for the team. And you may say, "Goo, it's all together." I get that, but aren't you disappointed that the the, the Niners season ended again, close but no cigar? Because when and where I'm going is Kyle. I understand his brilliance, but not throwing the flag. That's just part of. What if this dude's Marty Schottenheimer? What if this dude is Andy Reid in Philly where they got to four NFC championship games and couldn't get over the hump for whatever reason? Like, how much of that do you think about? Because I'm just looking around like, okay, we keep talking about the six months. You need a quarter... We don't know if this quarter... But this this thing might get rotten before it gets... None there, are are of these no, ga- there are no guarantees right, but are in you, life, Where girl. are you
1: at with Kyle
2: is what I'm asking. I'm okay with
1: Kyle. They've been to three of the last four NFC Championship games. I'm okay with Kyle. It's not your birthright to win the freaking Super Bowl. It's not. It's really, really hard. And that's why they have parades. And they cost <laughs> $500,000 to put on a parade. And they don't do it all the time. Why... It's a parade because you don't win titles every year. I, here's the bottom line. Yeah, you're right. They've been knocking on the door. They haven't kicked, oh, it. They haven't Ravens. kicked it down. Yeah, Well,
2: that was It wasn't Kyle, but that was that was just Harbaugh. As an I, mean, I got more yes. frustration
1: with Harbaugh okay. throwing fades wow. to Crabtree and not giving it to Cap yeah. or, or Gore. Uh, you got a Hall of Fame running back. You got the, the greatest running quarterback in years. You got first and goal on the five, and you're throwing Crabtree. Yeah, I, 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 saw, I fades saw it. to crab Crabtree with a quarterback who doesn't t- doesn't throw with any touch. I mean, that's just a. It was just crazy, absolutely crazy. But as far as Shanahan, yeah, I'm a little frustrated that they've gotten close. But guess what? They haven't been good enough. That's it. Period. Okay. Be Larry, better. Uh, Be better. I asked you a question. Draft, I got to let you finish. Lineman.
2: I got one thing. You were just going off, and I wonder why that venom toward Harbaugh and that sequence in the Super Bowl, because you were close, but why don't you keep that same energy and intensity for the 10-point lead In the fourth quarter, with six minutes left over a team that they had dominated Kansas City, so I'm just like, why not that same intensity? I have the same intensity.
1: I'm just not for that uh, for the end of that game. Kansas Mm. City was an awesome offensive team that was going to score 40, and Shanahan shouldn't have ruined his, you know, shouldn't have just basically threw away his opportunities at the end of the first half. They should have been more aggressive. Um, Remember,
2: Lynch calling timeout. Like, can I can I go to that and connect? Just the reluctance to throw the flag. Not that that I cost the better you the game, won. but Larry, you were on. It was on you to make a quick decision, and he didn't make it. If, and he cost his team a touchdown. I know, I know.
1: Believe me, and I know the
2: timeout before half, and Lynch, Hall
1: of Famers, I, up there saying timeout. There's too much blame of Shanahan. Mm. I mean, let's be honest. Dan Quinn was the head coach right. of, the, of the Falcons. Twenty-eight, People three. People talk about Shanahan blew that. Nobody's saying D'Amico blew yesterday's game Sunday's game. D'Amico, D'Amico, D'Amico. No, why? Because it's Kyle Shanahan's the head coach. But when it came to twenty-eight to three, Quinn's the head coach. But Shanahan took the blame. Whatever. All I'm saying is, yeah, there's some frustration in Shanahan, but I think if the Chief niners Super Bowl had lasted 10 more minutes, the Chiefs would have won by more. Wow. I I think the Chiefs were going right on by. I think Kyle's... Uh, Kyle's problem in that game, and I went off on it uh, in the days afterwards, is that Debo Samuel at halftime of Niners Chiefs Super Bowl was the MVP of the game, and he only touched the rock twice in the second half. That to me is inexcusable, and I hold. I, had, I don't even Kyle's, remember that, Larry. Wow. I hold Kyle's feet to the fire on that. But as far as this. Um, I don't think the 49ers were good enough once Brock Purdy went down. And you know, stuff happens in football. so I don't I don't I don't necessarily hold Shanahan's feet to the fire as much as maybe some people do. Yeah. Also, I'm looking at this going, who would you rather have? Anybody can demo a kitchen? Can you go then build it back mm-hmm. up? Anybody can take a sledgehammer to it. It doesn't take anything. <laughs> you know, uh, Would you rather build somebody's kitchen or take a sledgehammer to it? Uh, I can't build it. I'll take the sledgehammer. And people ripping Shanahan are just, w- just busting out that sledgehammer. It's easy to beat him up. You lost the game. You're disappointed. He's getting all your, your hate. But you know what? Who's going to be better? Who you, if you want to fire Kyle Shanahan, give me somebody that's better. But Larry, there we're ain't seven anybody in, out there okay. that you can come up with that's better.
2: We're seven years in, and to his he credit... Get ever,
1: he doesn't get forever, but I'd give him a, two, three more years.
2: Do they have a franchise quarterback? Has he been able to identify a franchise quarterback? Because I got to tell you, my friend, he was lucky as hell Garoppolo hurt that shoulder, and Garoppolo was able to do what he did to keep this season afloat. Then... I don't want to call him lucky because you deserve some credit on what Purdy was able to do, but the way you used Trey Lance and before he got hurt, Larry, there were whispers that maybe you got the wrong dude. Like, don't you deserve some criticism for that? Seven years in, you just asked me, "Goo," just like last year, who's the quarterback? injury or not they still don't have their hurts they don't have their Mahomes where's the next young where's the next montana the continuity from the most in, the russell wilson in his prime where is that guy kyle and then i've said some nights i've went to bed thinking kyle doesn't need that guy Please, I slapped myself thinking yeah. that. I mean, I, that maybe that's why he that he doesn't have the ring.
1: You know, one of the things that I kept hearing this last month was anybody can win in Kyle's offense. I think
2: I did. You might Larry, did you
1: have I might I, I was god. so drunk on what was going were on. 9 and 29 Johnson with all the Montgomery. Non- I was thinking,
2: "Oh my god, if
1: he pulls
4: this <laughs> off."
1: Let me let's take a call yeah. here. Michaels in San Jose, he wants to react to Shani's presser yesterday. Shanahan and Lynch's presser. Uh, Michael, you're on ninety-five seven. The game. What's up? All
4: right, I want to talk about the, the press conference. I think that Shanahan was frustrated because going into that game, I think he had a good game plan and he knew it. And when those guys asked him at the press conference, he had two options: either throw Purdy into the bus or just get frustrated. I think that going into the game and in the beginning, Purdy was getting rid of the ball at two point five. I'm sorry, two point seven seconds. Second to Mr. Tom Brady. And during the Cowboy game, he started holding it just a hair longer. During that play, Ayuk is coming open. If you can't expect Tyler Croft to hold a block for two seconds and then him get rid of that ball within a 2.5, which Hassan would have never got to him, that would have been a big play. So going into that game, I think the whole team had confidence because they knew that Shanahan had a good game plan. If Purdy would have just stuck to the plan. And I don't want to blame Purdy, but... I think that it goes back to trust. Like everybody says, why doesn't he trust Trey Lance? Why did he trust Garoppolo? He trusted Purdy because Purdy followed instructions.
1: I think he had. A, I think you're right. I think. Well, I don't know about followed instructions, but I think he had a belief in Purdy. I think that he felt that Purdy saw the field. Oh, and yeah. By the way, nine two five goo. You just can't blow out a kitchen, Larry. There's water that'll get everywhere. To read it. Yeah, i did. <laughs> So yeah, okay. Turn off. Make sure you turn off your water before you take a sledgehammer to your kitchen uh, kitchen counters. All right, we're going to talk more Niner football coming up next. The Red and Gold Reaction is brought to you by Boxer and Gershon, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. Coming up next on the Bud Light guest line is our 95-7, the game 49er insider cam inman himself he joins us to shed a little light on so many issues the lynch Shanahan presser the quarterback room free agent priorities needs the coaching carousel we hit it all next with cam on 95.7 the game
4: oh my god
0: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio